I am Dan Edwards. I am usually sitting out in the nave where you are, but I am grateful to our clergy for having invited me to speak this morning for one reason, because it has forced me to come to grips with a scripture that I have avoided because I did not understand it. Today's gospel lesson is puzzling. John tells seven miracle stories. Three are taken directly from the earlier gospels. Three are roughly similar to the early, uh, earlier gospels. Then there's this one. Water into wine, it's entirely different. Most miracles are healings. The rest display Jesus' power to the multitudes. But he did this one privately in the kitchen, not publicly in the banquet hall. The sommeliers at the party gave credit to the bridegroom, not Jesus. So is this just a parlor trick? It must be important. This was Jesus' first miracle in John. In case we lost count, the last verse says this was Jesus' first miracle. Now, miracle doesn't mean magic. Miracle means sign. But what's this a sign of? Now, there's much here I still don't understand. But the main point is clear. The first miracle keeps the party going. It enables the host to provide for his guest. But instead of just making a run to Argonaut, Jesus used this miracle as a sign of deep spiritual hospitality. And it's the first miracle because everything else that Jesus is going to do flows from that spirit of profound welcome. I used to associate hospitality with superficial niceties in Southern Living Magazine. But in John Koenig's book, New Testament Hospitality, he says that hospitality was the heart of Jesus' message. Feeding the multitude, the homecoming party for the prodigal son, sharing meals with tax collectors, sinners, and Pharisees, inviting all who are weary and heavy laden, come to me. Let the little children come to me. Christian worship still expresses Jesus' welcome. T.S. Eliot called our sacraments commodious, the medieval word for welcoming. In the Eucharist, we receive Christ into our hearts as he receives us into his body. In the ancient Middle East, hospitality was the foundation for morality. Then the Bible elevated it to a spiritual discipline. To see how this brand of spirituality works, we need to recognize two sides to hospitality, inner and outer. Outer hospitality welcomes and cares for other people. Philosopher Emmanuel Levinas called it the primordial act of gentleness. 
He said, we become our true selves through the act of greeting strangers, people who are not like us. And the Bible says that our humanity blossoms when we discover God in each other. Centuries before Jesus supplied wine for a party, Abraham invited three strangers into his tent, gave them food to eat and water to drink. The strangers turned out to be God. Just so, Jesus said, I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. For when you did it to the least of my brothers, you did it to me. That's why the first rule of life for Christian monks says, let all guests be received like Christ, for he is going to say, I came as a guest and you received me. That's outer hospitality. The other side of the coin is inner hospitality, and outer hospitality is impossible without it. All depth psychologists agree that we have different parts inside. They can be called subpersonalities. Some are easy to get along with. Other parts of ourselves we don't like so much. We try to banish them, but they just won't leave. Depth psychologist Robert Roberto Asigioli says we also have a core self, a soul. And our soul welcomes, respects, and is interested in the subpersonalities. To the soul, all of the subpersonalities are friends. When our souls befriend the disagreeable parts of ourselves, we're healed inside. We become whole. That's inner hospitality. Now here's the connection between inner and outer hospitality. Recently, I had a meeting with some people who were angry with me. As the meeting date approached, I felt threatened and defensive. My defender subpersonality, which resembles an abused pit bull, <laughs> was devising arguments to prove that I was right and they were wrong. I was right, by the way, but that isn't the point. <laughs> now, usually, I do such meetings in my pit bull defender mode. But this time, for the first time, my defender and my soul had a talk. My soul understood, cared for, and even appreciated my anxious, angry defender. The defender asked, so how should we handle this meeting? My soul said, suppose I take the meeting for you. The defender said, okay. At that meeting, I listened to my attackers, cared for them, understood their concerns, and shared their hopes. The meeting ended well, and my enemies became friends.
inner hospitality produced hospitality toward others. The wine for the party miracle comes first because of all because all Jesus teaching and healing flow from a deep spiritual hospitality. So what's that got to do with us? Just this. Jesus empowers us to welcome as he welcomes. At the wedding banquet, Jesus equipped the bridegroom to be hospitable. He does the same for us. He empowers us to welcome and care for our whole selves. Then to welcome and care for other people. So I invite you today to be kind to a part of yourself that you don't particularly like. Then look for an opportunity to be gracious to someone you might ordinarily ignore. It may not come easy, but by the grace of God you can do it. And it is the foundational practice of your whole spiritual life, the primordial act of gentleness.